Sutra 37 The Lord of Death and the Brass Door Upon the Fourth Floor Upon the descent, we looked back at the light. There the Swami stayed reverent under the peak of Kailash, bowing towards the pinnacle of heavenly sight. The Swami was most humble. He was the great example of a devoted man. He had taken a human birth so that divinity and righteousness could redirect the course of humanity back to the golden age where our spiritual soul began. He was here because he lived his life in purity, and so this is where his soul would reside. All his actions had been performed with his heart and mind devoted to God, and so his heart, mind, and soul were completely unified. As we approached the golden doors, we held the sword and took one last look at the Swami, reverent but not alone. This time we saw that in the place of the divine light, there was the vision of a perfect lion's throne. Om. With the sword on our right, we descended down through the lower levels. Again we examined the divine sword, which had been crafted of the purest fire and metals. Just as a knife doesn't cut itself, fire doesn't burn itself, the light doesn't illuminate itself. It's always an endless mystery to itself. Heading beyond the doors, we reached the lower levels. With great optimism, we arrived upon the fourth floor. All that was left was to raise the sword high and then break open the brass door. Was it all a dream, where nothing is quite as it seems? How could anything stop the power of this sword? And so in our hearts, we knew with total certainty that the children of life would be redeemed. The moment we appeared on the fourth floor, we took a moment to greet the kitten and Cicero the opossum. We needed to reveal the great treasure and prove that we had the power to protect them. With the flaming sword in open air, the kitten and Cicero couldn't help but stare. After a moment of silence, Cicero recited a verse from the scriptures. After many births, the wise seek refuge in me. See me everywhere and in everything. Such great souls are very rare, said Cicero. Together we took a breath in, then a breath out. We turned around to face the brass door when a hidden demonic voice came about. You can't hide from me, said the voice. Ah, the Gita. Then you remember how six moons with the northern sun, the path of light, of fire, of day, of the bright fortnight, leads knowers of the one to the supreme goal. Or would you rather take the six moons with the southern sun, on the path of smoke, of night, and of the dark fortnight, that leads the soul to the moonlight and rebirth? Choose wisely, Lucifer. It could be the last choice of your life. What? Who dare? When we rounded the next corner, we were on our way to the brass door, and there between us and the brass was the most wicked and horrible villain I had ever seen before. It had come up from the darkest staircase, which was the terrible opening into the underworld. It could be assumed that once you go down the dark staircase, it may be impossible to return. Don't you recognize me? I heard you summon my ancient name 
with a very unsuspecting breath. Why, I was in the prison of eternal sleep until I heard you and Sri Bala say my name. You asked about the Lord of Death. He said, He was a terrible beast, with three heads and seven necks. Yes, four of its heads had been slain, and this symbolized the ultimate evil as the Lord of Death. Stand back! We are not afraid to raise this sword. Get back, Lord of Death. It is time for the Golden Age to be restored. Yes, I am that Lord, but I will not stand back. Even if you tried to defeat me, you could not. Come forth, my son, and attack, said the Lord of Death. Don't call me son. I am not your child. I am a soul of divinity that has sprouted up from the earth's wild. Are you separate from the source? whispered Cicero. Why do you speak in terms of me and I? Do you remember the spiritual potential that goes on after we die? Now what was he talking about? I could not focus upon his words. With the onset of so much fear, I began to grip the sword so hard I didn't understand what I had heard. Earth is my kingdom. Every man, woman, and child answers to death. I am the king and father that rules all life, and now I have risen to earth to carry out my business. For so long I was buried, they tried to keep me trapped in the tomb in hell. You should have suspected my arrival when you noticed the uprising of the army of my infidels. Haven't you noticed the signs? The forthcoming of disease, war, and famine. This is the end times, and for those who oppose my supreme rule, then my armies will destroy them, said the Lord of Death. I held the sword, and I knew the flaming weapon was pure, for within us all we have the spiritual nature which is a great and righteous seer. I will not be beaten, I will not be overcome. Yes, there was an army of darkness and wickedness upon the land, but there too was a spiritual army that would not succumb. You don't know how it works. I raise the sword. It's time you see how it all works. You signed a contract, and that contract states you're in debt with me until I say you're free, said the Lord of Death. As if I'd taken a trip around the wheel, the serpent climbed higher along my spine. That vital energy ascended through my spiritual body, and there it entered up into the third eye of my mind. Oh, how all life owes a toll for the journey along this life. And somehow the sword propelled the wisdom that intellect sought to limit. I would never let the Lord of Death conquer us, and so that spiritual army would not be defeated. Time may have been running out upon the earth, and so I watched the Lord of Darkness and Death stay imminent and study my every step. Then something began knocking. A gentle tapping grabbed our attention when I felt the power of Cicero's breath. Not so fast. You have no authority until you defeat us together. The Lord of Death raised its three heads and opened its jaw wide. We would not submit to evil, and so I raised the sword. Today, someone will die, said the Lord of Death. But you see the man glowing. He knows the way. Let him be on his own. Death will not take us today, said Cicero. His light is worth little. He's mine as it says on the soul contract. The best lessons hurt, and as long as he's living, 
life is in debt with me, and so today, I require him to pay me back, said the Lord of Death. The spirit of my soul had yet to simmer. It rose up into the crown of my head. I had to trust this sword, that it would slay the Lord of Death. The men and women of ignorance, they worshipped the Lord of Death and made gods from the ghosts of their ancestors. How else would you have such control? The army of darkness only worships power and wealth. How will they ever battle the light in us? Maybe it is you who must be careful. After all, the man who meets death in the hour of oneness goes to a sinless home among the saints of God. Even if he dies, he's free forever, said Cicero. Cicero stood firm, up to my knee, then he sprinted at the Lord of Death while the demon's three tongues hissed a demonic creed. Cicero leapt at one of the beast's throats, but the Lord of Death used one of its many arms and caught Cicero's side. It squeezed Cicero tight, then threw him past me into the furthest corner where his body and metal collided. Writhing in pain, Cicero was far gone. Only then did I understand that something had gone wrong. As we examined the Lord of Death, hope began to fall apart, because in the center of his chest, I saw Shribala's knife that was pierced in his heart. Time you learn the truth, said the Lord of Death. From one of his hands, the Lord of Death revealed an ancient scroll. He held it up high when the paper began to unroll. No one could stand the sight of this beast. He was the king of death, and so he cleared his voice and read, By the power of life and death, I, the lord of death and darkness, cannot be killed by any man or warrior. Death cannot be overtaken by the living, no matter how great, courageous, daring, or powerful. No city can conquer me. No man or soldier will overtake death for I cannot be killed by the masculine power, and so I will forever remain in power as the Lord of Death." He said, I could not believe it. There was no way that evil or wickedness would rule. I had come so far, and I would not surrender to a demonic control. I raised the sword high, and so he charged ahead. Be gone, evil! We will not fear the Lord of Death. Swinging the sword, the flame began to surge. I aimed to cut all three heads at once, but the closer I got, a certain force field slowed the great power of the almighty sword. No matter the strength, it was true that this villain could not be defeated by a man. He was the Lord of Death, with a boon so powerful that seemed to restrict the powers before life had ever began. Do not be afraid. It is time to realize that you are on my side. I have not come to kill you, but rather you will serve me and work on behalf of those who will soon die," said the Lord of Death. Impossible! How could life allow death to gain a boon that made death unstoppable? Again I tried to slash through his necks, but everything I did ended in a failed attempt appearing docile. Why do you fight? Simply come serve me. Don't you remember where we started, my boy? Bow to your father, for I am he, said the Lord of Death. I will not bow to death, not after what you do to the living. 
I have taken a vow to protect all life, and my true father is the one named Forgiveness. Son, you must calm down. There are no other creatures but a small kitten and an opossum that are even around. Come give me your sword, or you can hold it while we take back control of life and bury those who have disrespected us. Look at the living. They have forsaken my kingdom. It is time we come together, and so we will end them," said the Lord of Death. No! What do you want? Do you want wealth or treasure? Pick out your favorite home, territory or region, and I'll allow you to rule it forever," said the Lord of Death. I refuse! Son, you must come to your senses. I'm granting you a choice to become a great king, lord, or emperor. All you need to do is agree that you'll follow me. After all, that is why I've named you Lucifer," said the Lord of Death. Lucifer? That is not my name? It is, as the world knows you as the devil. That is why they call you Satan, the soul of all shame, a demon caught in the middle," said the Lord of Death. I am loving awareness. I am not the soul of all shame. I hold this sword so that justice and righteousness can be reclaimed. But don't you want fame? What is it that you seek to gain? You do hold the sword, but a sword like that only brings the living into death's domain. Don't you see? You're my son, Lucifer. In the Bible they called you the fallen angel, and the prince of devils named Beelzebub. You hold the great light. That is why fire burns upon your sword. Look at the reality of the blade. You are meant to kill and will serve the Lord of Death forever," he said. The hypocrisy polluted my mind, and like a thick layer of smoke, my third eye went blind. I could not see my purpose. There was no hope to find. I did hold the sword that could kill so many, and so I slowly lost the grip upon my mind. Do not worry, my son. I am here to offer you many gifts and boons. Why not pick a beautiful wife, and I will arrange your marriage soon said the Lord of Death. Then out of the dark staircase emerged three of the most beautiful women I had ever seen. Their bodies were mesmerizing, and they fulfilled every desire and temptation that might appear in the darkness of a man's lustful dreams. Crawling on their hands and knees, they began to inch closer to me. The cat ran back to Cicero at the end of the hallway while I was overwhelmed by these beautiful three girls. What are your names? I asked the beauties. As I gazed into the first woman's eyes, I felt the soul overcome with the passion of fire. A name is desire, and I'll do anything required. Your wish is my command. I'll bring you past heaven to somewhere even higher, said the first beautiful woman. Next we looked to the second, and the lure was too brilliant. What's your name? My name is Fulfillment. And whatever you want, I'll see that you get it. Be it power, wealth, fame, or accomplishments, I will command it," she said. And finally, we peered at the third. There I saw all the moments I wanted to forget. And you? My name is Regret. If you pass on me, I'll be sure to haunt you forever. You will regret your decision, life after life, because my love embodies the rarest treasure," she said. These women were so stunning, 
with giant asses, fake breasts, but I saw no light in the center of their chests. They had luscious lips, big hips, but the light in my heart would not cease or quit. We could not choose. Oh, we felt used. Desire, fulfillment, and regret crawled around us on all sides, and even now, I wondered if it was better to die than be caught as a horny fool. We could not go on choosing one of them, but these women are the pinnacle of all the temptations of man. We must find a way out of this lure to uphold the righteous plan. Lucifer, do not be afraid. These are the end times, and only death is here to stay. Life always ends, but with me, you can go on forever. Come home, son. After all, the son should listen to his father, he said. Again we looked to the evil king, the lord of death that Sri Bala once banished. He was the one with the sword in his heart, and so by some yama, we focused awareness upon his chest. Yes, he was the lord of death, but I saw him by his real name, Mara is the representation of evil and the darker forces of the human condition that have led us all astray. Mara embodied the distractions to a higher calling. This was the evil that stops the spiritual life. Was it better to submit to death or partner with death in hopes to gain eternal life? Come on, my boy. We are running out of time. You've got that weapon that causes the greatest death. Let's round up the celestial army and conquer the divine. Then all worlds will be ours, and we will rule supreme forever. I give you the name Lucifer, the Lightbringer for a reason. I have the keys to your freedom that will take down any threat or aggressor, said the Lord of Death. I felt the block. It was just like a brass door between the heart and the mind. All forms of addiction, greed, hatred, and delusion had come out to tempt us, causing our third eye to go blind. Again we focused concentration upon this beast, but this time I gazed in its eyes of the three heads. Mara represents the inner temptations, mainly one's own ego, that obstructs the path to enlightenment, and so this was the true lord of death. Now how does one defeat it? How could one ever conquer what cannot be killed? Please, Holy Spirit, Show us the way so that righteousness can be fulfilled. Our gaze found the sword, and upon some yama, I pictured the Swami around the great divine light. Go forth, Arjuna, spoke the transcendent voice of the Swami. Rise up and fulfill your duty. You must enter in to the holy fight. Then I must fight, I told the Lord of Death. Yes, my son, you are finding the right way. Give up on the vow of non-violence. Come to me, and together, not a soul upon the earth will ever defy us, he said. Then who have I become? You are Lucifer, the bearer of the flaming sword, which can be seen ever far. Be the proud, rebellious archangel, as identified as Satan, since it is you who fell from the heavenly star. Paradise was lost long ago, God is only a myth. Come work on behalf of death, and you will realize that life will not be missed," said the Lord of Death. But I am not Satan. I am not evil like you. I stand for righteousness, truth, justice, and virtue. Have you not seen the terrible suffering that death has put the world through? 
You are him. Satan means the enemy or opponent. The one that opposes the enemy and resists or opposes. Look at you now. You are blocked with resistance. You oppose me, and I do not hate you. And by the definition, you are the devil, and this is the truth, said the Lord of Death. But the boon! I don't understand how you cannot be killed. And so he reread the ancient scroll. By this boon, no man, soldier, or warrior can kill me, regardless of how great their will is, said the Lord of Death. But the brass door! Let us break it open. I am called to release the heart space and bring the goddesses forth. The brass door must break open. Remove, O man, the divine, two from your soul, as far as you can manage. What a devilish, foolish farce she is. She carries on with you. She's an unruly child, a bloodthirsty demon, a tormentor of humans without equal, precisely because she has divinity. A child and an old man, a fickle evil woman, a devil. She is a being which needs to be humored, fear her soul, despise her and loathe her, just like the gods and the god. May they be far from us, but may the soul be near us. Above all, we will never lose her. We will keep her locked behind the brass door forevermore, because once released, she will turn into a terribly malicious serpent, into a tiger that pounces on the unsuspecting from behind. A man who goes astray becomes an animal, but a lost soul becomes a devil. Cling to your soul with love, fear, contempt, and hate, but don't let her out of your sight. She is a hellish divine treasure to be kept behind the walls of iron and brass and in the deepest vault. She always wants to get out and scatter glittering beauty. Beware, because you have already been betrayed. You'll never find a more disloyal, more cunning, more heinous woman, never a rougher and more infamous man than her soul, for you are more beautiful, nobler, and more complete than her. Shield men from her, and her from men. Listen to what she wails and sings in prison, but don't let her escape, as she will immediately turn into a whore. As her husband, I am blessed, but also cursed. Let her be with the dead as her playmates, since she belongs to their kind more than yours. She is smaller and larger than a man. She belongs to a demonic race and is only distantly related to humankind. If you seek to grasp her in human terms, you will be beside yourself. All your rage and despair belong to her. She did this to the world. Humanity will be saved from a dreadful nightmare. She will drive you mad since this devilish mystery and hellish spook can hardly be seen through. We will keep her locked up like a lecherous bitch who would like to mingle her blood with every dirty cur. Capture her. May enough at last be enough. Let her for once taste your torment so that she will get to feel man and this sword which you have wrestled from the gods, said the Lord of Death. Our gaze locked onto the mirror-like sword and upon some yama in this reflection, we saw a great seer. There I saw distant wisdom reflected, so we would have to face our great and terrible fears. Then if this sword is to bring forth death, then this sword must face what is alive. Let me go back to the cavern and put this sword before the opossum and the cat. After the sword has had it with them, 
I will come back when it is finished and walk by your side. Aha! You have finally learned. My son, the end is here. Death will win. I will be victorious. And I will be sure you get a great boon as a reward, said the Lord of Death. I turned my back to the three beautiful women, and I ran from the Lord of Death. I alone did not know how to defeat such wickedness, but I needed space and a deep breath. Without knowing the answers, at least a gap would help free this mind, and so I went to the dark corner where I saw Cicero and the cat waiting. There I prayed they had the answers that I alone could not manage to find. <laughs>